Hello there, this is John Palola speaking. Thank you for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. It's been a very, very long, um, it's going to be a very, very blessed month. We're talking about media, we're talking about what really matters. So today's topic is culture and media. So we're abusing an anchor scripture to address this area. Psalm 82. So I read it in Jesus' name. God the supreme ruler. God presides in the heavenly council. In the assembly of the gods, he gives his decision. You must stop judging unjustly. You must no, you must no longer be partial to the wicked. Defend the rights of the people, or the poor, and the orphans. Be fair to the needy and the helpless rescue them from the power of evil men how ignorant you are how stupid you are completely corrupt and justice has disappeared from the world you are gods i said all of you are the sons of the most high but you will die like men your life will end like that of any prince come O God, and rule the world. All the nations are yours. The word of the Lord. Culture and media. Um, growing up, or probably in the early years, we were taught that culture is the way of life. That means the way people live their lives, they try it. The media is a very very powerful tool and in the olden days before the advent of social media and the likes there were ways people used to amplify their voices some people would use a town crier like someone who goes around town to alert people about an information to keep them informed and those town criers were usually sent out by the king or the royal emissary another is in the days in the hebrew culture they used jesus used the wind he would learn the boat and speak so that the wind will carry his voice so that over 5,000 or close to 15,000 people can hear his voice at once that was before the idea of a megaphone or a microphone you see nothing new on the face of the head it's just that we found substitution of doing the same thing that has always been Any faith that you practice that doesn't affect your way of life is either you are not practicing the right faith or you are not practicing what the faith says. Your faith is supposed to rub off on your culture. And remember, the gospel of Jesus did not come to eradicate your culture.
never the gospel of jesus was about because most cultures have indoctrinated godly values some values are not god's kind of values like now where i come from you see the younger generation prostrate to the elder, elderly instead of just shaking them as a sign of respect you see the younger generation you know um bowing their head in reference that you know that this is somebody i respect you see people going to congregations you know it was not a spoken rule but they removed their cap because even in our culture in the presence of a king you remove your cap and you bow before the king you see that in return you see people practice that in a uh, faith-based environment or a worship center as much as it is not a written rule that in the god's kingdom wearing a cap or not wearing a cap signifies that you're worshiping god god is after your heart but if you choose to honor god since you honor um reals that way that is fine by me that is you being um you be worshiping God the way you understand or the way it speaks to you. Reverence is relative to every one of us. The highest level of reverence is in our hearts. You know, you I'll take the word respect for an excellence. In cultural settings, respect is beyond just prostrating. Respect is even in your words. In the culture I come from you even we are indoctrinated to use words that means respect or that communicates respect because when you speak to somebody else especially somebody that comes from a different background or culture from yours there is a universal language which is love respect and harmony love respect and harmony People who go to host communities or who go to different cultures, love is a, is a universal language. Respect is a universal language. Being harmonious, seeking peace, is a uniform is a universal language. So what I'm trying to just say to you is this: in the advent of today, where we have council culture, where people want to cancel somebody else, especially in the advent of the social media era my twitter page was shut down and someone i was just using it for business and i was communicating i knew that somebody else wanted my twitter page down and they reported it and was flagged till today i still blame twitter for not investigating anyways um last week or so my instagram page too was flagged by somebody who chooses to be a coward you know and i could not write anything i can only post pictures which is fine because all my 
communicate or anything I want to say now is going to be on the podcast. As much as I've even reported the case to uh, the owner of the platform, I equally understand something. There's something fundamentally wrong with the person that seeks to truncate my own freedom of speech or freedom to use a platform that he equally is also a tenant in. And you see yourself as an overlord. Some of us have tar- some people have tyranny in them. What remains for them to ha- have power physically for them to exhibit their tyranny? Some of you can accommodate other views. You know, we just concluded an elections in Nigeria, and one of the most disheartening things that happened throughout the election was the fact that if you had an opposing view, it became a thing of insults or disrespect you know of which we used to have conversations without disrespect that people shared their mind their perspective and come to an agreement on an issue or probably disagree but they don't lose their friendship so there's something cancerous about our culture today whereby if someone does not believe in our way we treat the person like the person is an enemy i'll give you a scenario and this doesn't cover somebody who has committed a legitimate offense that one is different i'm saying that if because somebody uses a platform and he doesn't do he's not doing anything to disrupt the peace of the society he's not doing anything that harms the next person and he's just pushing you know um, contents out and all you seek all, all that you do wherever you're seated is to seek for ways to shut the person down especially because the person is a visionary that shows that you have a problem one of the most the painful parts is that the person that attempted to do this I know a mutual friend supporting him and saying things like I am always for my own and I'm like when it comes to somebody if I disrupted their piece probably shut down his own pages on all SMs he wouldn't take this he wouldn't take it for granted he would wage a full-flown war And sometimes they push people through the wall with all these things. And please, I am not talking about anybody whose case is, is in court right now. This is about and they, the culture around our societies, the culture around our lives. Even on it's our lives is a reflection of how we see lives is showing on social media. We follow the things that are important to us. The internet is not an evil tool. It follows the dictates of the things that you are pursuing. I see the internet as an avenue to push to propagate the best of information that is needed. I remember giving a movie review and I saw uh, a notable figure and I mentioned his name with no cause. I didn't I did not even intend as to my nine to my nine or to say anything negative. I was shocked about the review as, as in about seeing him 
in the movie and he played a very fantastic role as a cameo but because i mentioned his name i don't know maybe what i posted was seen as an offensive stuff and they took up because they took up the case and it became a very serious issue and they tried to cook up things that i didn't even do just to teach me a political lesson my own point is this i've healed from all of this and for whatever they will do next or in the future i have healed I will not let you disrupt my own personal growth or probably my own peace of mind because your problem is your own problem. It shows, it's telling me how your internal dialogue speaks to society. People that have never come to their house to damage anything or cause trouble are giving, giving me issues. Anyways, the fact that one is quiet and one is taking up all the eats. I want you to bear in mind there will be a day you attempt it and I will not hesitate to give you back the way you have you you prefer because sometimes it, because someone is playing the bigger person or tolerant doesn't mean one is a fool or one cannot do anything. The media ought to respect all stakeholders both even uh, contributors people who are using a platform ought to be respectful as well it's not anybody's property this is just an avenue for people to propagate whatever it is they do to the public make themselves known to the world as it pertains to the faith in Jesus Christ or the faith in God the media is simply an avenue to propagate the good news. I must say this. One of the greatest ways to leverage the media to propagate the good news is not just in preaching the gospel or probably having the gospel on global channels. Don't get me wrong. We are currently on a podcast that is being broadcasted across different podcast channels we have a reach of cumulative for the two podcasts that i'm uh, running of 59 nations which the most amazing thing i've discovered is this if you have a message people will listen and even in a world where anything sells people will there's some people yearning for the truth, seeking to know better about life and improving themselves and improving their, the quality of their lives, basically. These are the kind of people I seek out. And not everybody is after that. But one of the greatest tools of evangelism is change lives. I will share something with you. When I demystified evangelism was when the woman at the well met with Jesus and Jesus told her her life's history and she went around town and had come and see I have met a man claiming that she has never met any man before. I have met a man that told me my history. They even provided you know, he told her her history. He did not condemn her. She became his propagator or the channel of propagating the good news. What the body of Christ failed to realize is not enough to go to public squares and or to be on every TV channel to say you are propagating the gospel. 
how as a church itself be transformed by the gospel to the point that the society feels the dividend of the gospel in our communities in every sectors in the ways of life of every person who believes in God it's not enough to be of any faith what tells anybody that you are of a faith is how you love next person how you relate how you communicate how you add value to humanity that's all basically in the good book what matters is how much of lives were touched it's not even about the pews or the quality or the quality of your facilities what matters is how many lives were touched Whose, how many lives were transformed how many lives evolved to the point where they were beginning to minister to others that is how it works you cannot know God and it's not become a lifestyle I'm a beneficiary of grace I'm a beneficiary of grace, and I will say this, I'm a beneficiary of grace. There are things I do now that I had no idea were possible. There are things that are just like a dream that I'm not living in that reality. And I say this because, not because I have something start somewhere, or uh, yes, I'm blessed of God, but the power of the blessing attracts tangible evidence of the blessings. Many a times we think that the culture we have where we believe that the way church is is don't play in certain industries, don't pl- don't be seen in certain places because the construct is you are a bad person and God is actually saying that when Jesus died on the cross when the temple's curtain was torn from down to top it was about opening their access to people to places that the gospel never had right to be experienced So tell me, really, how do some people will never get to know God until they see someone manifest what it is to live a life in God, experience divine love, or somebody just showing them love, as in in a world where people say it is a dog eat dog world, and they see somebody else becoming a shoulder for them to become better becoming a lifter for them to become what they could be where people are competing somebody is accelerating their own path so they can succeed <laughs> the world pays attention to such people so i've addressed so many things in this i've addressed so many things in this um, 
podcast called the brevity of our time i'll have to do a recap culture is our way of life media can shape culture how can the media shape culture content that projects a better way of living a better way of life that's all when jesus said repent for the kingdom of god is at hand what you were saying is change your thinking change your life change your cultural thinking change your life the essence of culture is not for something to be a tradition forever it's for things to evolve to evolve to the point where it becomes better if culture was static when God created tree, nobody saw furniture in it until somebody envisioned the possibility of cutting down the tree and taking the wood in a tree to make furniture, a chair and all of that. Nobody thought flying an aeroplane is possible until Wright Brothers defy the odds. Nobody thought electricity was possible to the likes of Faraday, to the likes of... Um, was name of this guy that did the uh, direct DC current? Those guys technically defied the odds before any of us could see the advancement that we see today. So that tells you and I that our existence is not complete until we are able to manifest at the highest levels. Improving on who we were yesterday. That's what life is about. So if you listen to me today, you made mistakes in the past. You can't rewrite the past. But you can shape the future. You can write a new future. In my life, I've seen it happen several times. I've evolved in different levels several times. And the, where the game changer happened for me was after I failed my secondary school living certificate, I saw how... I saw as one year I invested my best self in reading, improving myself. I saw the impact for the rest of my life. There I developed reading culture. I started, um, I became book smart and I was able to question things. I wasn't just going to go to class and someone would teach me something without asking questions. I even questioned my lecturers in university. Because knowledge is about questioning what it is that you think you know. So use the word of God to engage culture. Let the word of God shape our culture. Because his word is everlasting. The world may fade away, but his word is everlasting. Head bowed and eyes closed. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That his word bear fruits in your life and my life. I pray that... Let his word breathe on our culture, breathe on our way of life to the point whereby we become better persons. We become better versions of ourselves as each day passes by. I pray that anyone listening to me that needs a touch of God over any matter, receive the breath of God and he will show up in that matter to show you that he's your source and your helper. 
the help comes from the Lord who makes heaven and earth. So I make this declaration over you. Your going out is preserved. Your coming in is preserved. No weapon fashioned against you will prosper. All the schemes from the pit of hell can never come to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. From Jesus, precious name, my prayer. Amen.